welcome back for our hugely delayed episode nine. Firstly, can I just thank everyone so much that sent us really nice messages. Um, we're really, really grateful. We're so sorry that we couldn't do the last episode. I'm such a complete perfectionist that it genuinely gave me palpitations. But sometimes life gives you one too many curveballs. And we both felt oh. the podcast would have been more like an hour of woe is me. And we didn't want to inflict that upon you. Anyway, we'll cover some of the reasons that we didn't podcast in the news and others would yeah. still make the podcast very depressing for you. So we're not going <laughs> to use you like our therapists. <laughs> I know. And not just that, we did want it to be contrived, did we? We, we could have sat here and we could, have, we could have bashed out. We usually say, we do these podcasts and we love it, don't we? We're having a laugh and we're chatting and then we hear all the messages from people. And it's something that we really, really enjoy. And I think both of us were just feeling a little bit like we just, at that point we just didn't see how we could do it and enjoy it and I if we hadn't have enjoyed it the listeners would have known that and it would have been it would have been fake and wrong and we're not fake people so that's that's why so, so anyway, we're back we're, we're back, back. <laughs> um in this episode we're going to talk about old-fashioned horsey times and give you some horsey tips first we're going to talk about our news which is probably going to be a little bit depressing um but we'll keep it upbeat slides <laughs> had an idea about maybe not rushing through our news and if it was something that we thought might help you or something that we'd learned maybe from a trainer or a physio that we thought we'd share it and if you hate it or love it let us know all the usual ways instagram facebook twitter at book off banter and if you want to send us something a bit longer please send us an email to bookoffbanter at gmail.com so let's get going do i have to start with this tale of woe so it's been a long time but obviously my last event happened and i'd worked really hard you know i had a lot of lessons i changed some stuff i had a meltdown on a cross-country course we changed Vince's bit. I had a lesson with John Leddingham. I didn't know who he was. He's an absolute legend, it turns out. And he changed like the best people in the world. And he was absolutely amazing, I have to say. And I actually was so looking forward to my last event. It was the novice at Little Downham. And I thought, Do you know something? For the first time, I think, in a long time, I know I've really done my best here. I have crossed every t and dotted every i and i have worked my ass off and i was looking forward to it like never before for that very reason because i just thought this is going to be great for once i feel like a proper eventer i think i'm going to get emotional now it sounds pathetic because so many times i go to these events and i feel like an imposter i rock up at these events with my rusty lorry and my kids and what whatever and i don't and you know eventing is a very rich sport and I'm not at all rich and things like that and I do feel like people look at me a little bit like what is she doing here you know that loudmouth woman in the one direction t-shirt and it can you know and that can wear you down a little bit and I've done so much basically what I've done is I've looked at everything where I'd gone wrong in the past and I worked on it I actually had done all this work so this last event came out and I was buzzing for the fact that I had worked hard and even if I had had a bad result I knew that I had done all the work and it was going to be I I felt like an eventer I finally felt like I was a real eventer going into it and then it pissed with rain it pissed with rain like it's never rained before now Little Downham is on this amazing very free draining soil Um, and I was crossing my fingers and so hopeful that I was still going to run 
And then on the Monday morning, somebody vote posted on the social media, their lorry being towed in. And I never think that's a particularly good sign, <laughs> being towed into an event. I was like, I'm for a start thinking, how do you even get towed? Because I think I've never, I don't think I've ever been towed in my lorry. I was like, I don't I don't be towed. And, then I, and then I was really worried, like, if they, what happens if they try and tow me and they, my lorry's so rusty they just pull the front <laughs> of the lorry off? I mean, this is, this could happen. So I, was like, I wasn't on till later. So I thought, you know, I'll get going. This will be fine. This will be fine. And normally, I don't know about you, when you know you're going to a competition, you wake up with a certain sort of mindset. Sorry, we had a minor just... technical fiasco, as per usual. Um, Something going on. So the audio is probably going to sound a little bit different. That's what's happened. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, basically I withdrew. And I thought, I didn't sit on the sidelines for eight weeks waiting for Vince to get fixed to then risk him for one last run and the other thing as well is you know novice is big yeah um and jumping in big fences out of a plowed field type scenario that's not good for our confidence so do you know what i know we say it a lot with horses there's always another day so yeah i withdrew and then i just had such a mope and i was so morose and i was so peed off with the whole situation because that's it event season finished yeah you know it's not a bit I, I hate to say it's like show jumps like, oh I didn't go to my show jump from this week never mind there's one next week you know now we sit and wait till March you know so it's kind of a long time so this is really why there was that so it was a little bit upset. Mm, debatable <laughs> uh, I do like my show Jeff and don't get me wrong I've got to do a lot of it over the winter um, and then funny I mentioned the horse box before because um, I've had untold pro- I always brag about this horse box because he's like 24 years old and I'm like it's the most reliable horse box in the world and basically now it's not so it at the moment it's sat this time. 100% <laughs> it's sat with like it's bits action. spilled out everywhere just being an utter twat I'm like Vernon because it's called Vernon the Volkswagen <laughs> utter twat I even joined, because it's like an ancient Volkswagen, I even joined like an ancient Volkswagen group. They're all like these <laughs> mad people that turn them into camper vans. So I was like, I'm going to do him up. I'm not doing the fucker up now. I'm telling you now, he's out there. <laughs> Pimp your ride. Some... Pimp Vince's I, ride. I was totally going to, I was going to buy him some LED lights. It was all <laughs> going to be incredibly snazzy. I was going to, I was going to rock up to these events and people will be looking at me again, but this time not because of my rust bucket, because they'd be like, what the fuck is that? Like it's a UFO landed with like snazzy chrome He's and lights coming up. He's ruined it. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was like, well, hang on. Maybe that's what yeah. he didn't want it. So he's like, All right, we'll see about that. Exhibit to leap out. I know. And the worst of it is our driveway floods a little bit. We had quite a bit of rain. And the bloke came out to fix it and Vernon was sat in this puddle, this massive, and he went, oh, I've got to get through this massive puddle. And I was like, well, if it would start, it wouldn't be in the puddle, would it? Do you know what I mean? It was just everything. Everyone was annoying me. It was it's just been awful. So, however, the only good thing, and I say this looking at you with utter sympathy, is, you know, all my horses are well and healthy and sound. And I'm not rubbing anything in. I'm just saying something. Sometimes when you think that you're having a really shit time of it, um, you know, financially we're a bit screwed at the moment and things aren't great there. You know, you're, there's always someone else having it worse, isn't it? So you just kind of, oh, do you know what? It could be so much worse. Yes. Um, so as enter, I glare at my horse box with its... Enter me. Oh, with, poor Katie. 
a stable full of hobbling horses. I mean, you oh, could not actually write my look at the moment. So the one that I'm really, really sad about is, um, I wasn't sure I was going to talk about it because I'm not sure, I was thought I might cry, but um, we've made the decision to retire Prem. We think that she's only nine, but she had surgery when she was eight months old. She was very nearly put down as, as a foal. And we've spent a lot of money supporting her. And unfortunately, it's just not really working anymore. And it's not really fair to the horse. She's not enjoying the job. So she is, she's not actually lame, but she isn't enjoying ridden work. So no. that's not fair for her to continue. Belinda decided to pretend that she was red rum in the field. And she's not. So she lamed herself being an idiot. So she was box rested and she is actually starting to look a little bit better now. Manny decided to dick about in his stable, put his foot through his hay net and give himself a fat leg. Oh my and God. Obviously pancakes still like lingering on with his tendon. So we had the vet out for him because he was, his two months were up. So he should have been returning into work, but the tendon hasn't healed. So he needs another three months. So Pancake celebrated the news that he was supposed to rest by going out in the paddock and galloping around. And oh, of course. Because he's a bellend. Why would you not? Because he's um, a bellend. And then the Did, next oh. morning, I looked at Tinkerbell and I thought, Oh my God. You're lame. But so this, oh. she was my only horse. I mean, it wasn't much of a consolation because I can't ride her. No. Um, but still, you know, you feel like, well, at least one out of six. Um, I'm doing something right here, yeah. Yeah, I'm a good horse owner. I can, I can rock this. Yeah. But yeah, I looked at her and I thought, you don't look quite right, but she's quite a foot sore pony. Like, she yeah. had a lot of laminitis problems in her past. So I was yeah. like, it's just that. Turned her out. And when I went to catch her, I was like, oh, hell. It's got to be an abscess because, you know, to be that much mm. worse that quick. Mm. So sure enough, she had an abscess. So six out of six which i feel has to be a new wanky so that has that has to be some sort of record i deserve a medal or something i can't imagine there's anybody with a yard full of horses and every single one is lame i know well unless unless they were like a rehab yard or something <laughs> but <laughs> probably even rehab uh, yards are better than me well, yeah well some of them are going to be on the mend aren't they do you know what i mean so just to really Put the icing on the oh, shit. Because, because I, tell you, I tell you, Summer, it's been all laughing so far, hasn't it? <laughs> I've got to tell you this story. So it was my birthday and I was feeling pretty miserable about the whole affair. And Ben, bless him, bought me some really gorgeous breeches, like denim ones with a Demonte, like Demonte pockets. Yeah, One little nice. bit of bling. And I was like, oh. Love the bling, the show jumper. So I got myself all spandangled up to go out for my walk work on Pancake. Because <laughs> he's allowed 20 minutes of walk on a road. Yeah, important, important you wear your expensive breeches for that. So we were, you know, we were glammed up to do that. And I got back and the DeMonte breeches have wrecked my saddle. <gasps> oh, and I can imagine it wasn't a cheap saddle. It was not a cheap saddle. And like, I have spent oh, my life shit. with cheap saddles. This yeah, yeah, yeah ever nice saddle God. You did you cry oh no like i was you, you had to did you you didn't blame ben did you for buying oh no because for... actually i almost thought i'd asked for them because i'd seen them and uh... loved them 
no, no, I rang the company. I was like, what the oh. fuck? Oh, you, went, you went right in there. Oh, yeah, like oh, I, my I did. What the fuck is this about? And the woman, bless her, I think, didn't really think the answer through. And she said, well, you did choose to ride in them. I said, what, in the breeches? Yeah. What, I, what I were you supposed to do with them? Just have pictures taken on Instagram? I uh, think my yeah, answer that's... was, what the fuck do you expect me to do with a pair of fucking breeches? <laughs> Oh my God, obviously. She hastily, hastily retreated then and said, yes, yeah, I totally agree with you. So what are they going to do? Are they going to pair to repair the saddle? Um, they're, they're dealing with it at the moment. I said, you needn't think about ringing me up and just telling me you're going to replace the jodhpurs because that's not going to wash you. I don't want another pair of them. No. I don't want another pair of those, would you? But like, can you just, what is it with my look? So no, that, so right. to be fair, that is, I have to say, when it comes to shitty luck at the moment, you're winning. I I'm mean, winning. you are owning this shit luck cocktail going on because, yeah. oh my God. I'm actually, do you know what? I should have just focused. We should have done this podcast last week when I was feeling really <laughs> crap because all of a sudden I'm feeling so much better. I'm like, actually, do you know what? It isn't that bad. My breath, I've, my my five pound decathlon breeches haven't wrecked my saddle and my horses are sound well i hope so they're out in the field tonight i hope they're not going to be lame when i go and get them in tomorrow but yeah we maybe we should have this this is like therapy for me this is sadly not so much for me but no not so much for you i can understand i hope you're getting off your chair it's true i bet you've been i bet you've been such a joy to live with yeah i mean (laughs) it's really there's not been much positive living with me I mean, there probably isn't a lot of positives living with me at the best of times, but I would say <laughs> it's a real low point for Ben at the minute. Yeah. I mean... Is he working quite long hours yeah, at the moment? Yeah, he is working really long hours. Now you say that, it's quite funny. All these horses are losing shoes. That also annoys me because I'm saying, oh, no, I'm always yeah, alone. Yeah. You're never here. Yeah. And now I think about it, I bet that's a cunning plan because he's like, yeah, you're damn <laughs> right, no. <laughs> Knowing what I'm like when it's all going a little bit to shit for me, and, and at the moment it's going very much a lot to shit for you, I can kind of sympathise with him a little bit because <laughs> I wouldn't want to live with me when I'm in that sort of frame of mind. So, poor so guy. Oh, no. Impart, no, no, this is, this is funny in that I'm useless. Um, uh, but I just thought that going with our new, like, news sort of thing... Um, so yeah. I had some lessons before they all went lame. I managed to fall off twice. But oh. we'll just... We'll just brush past that That's yeah it doesn't there yeah um, so carla told me that obviously trainer carla not this trainer carla, carla not me yeah. um, told me that i need to sit up and like drive them to a fence where what i tend to do is i think because i've had so many stoppers i'll allow yeah. horses to either add or i'll if if there's a forward positive stride i'll always go that will hurt more if i fall off from that so I'll uh, okay yeah yeah take it take a hold so she told me all this and then she, she kept saying to me the whole way through you need to get your horses in front of the leg your horses have to be mm. in front of the leg and i you know you think eh, they are thanks very much mm. so but then I, they're not really yeah i went home and i was like well i'm gonna practice and i, I and yeah, yeah. I found that in actual fact they are in front of the leg and i was like you see went to a show crashed and burned had a oh, shocker no. rode like a twat the horses went like bell ends. Manny spent, I would say, 80% of the time on his back legs, waving to everyone that he saw. 
he decided the horse that was wearing a red rug was truly horrifying. No I'm idea. Kind of hip. I'm with him. The <laughs> bastards got red rugs, I'm sure. But anyway. Oh, yeah. um, so I was on the way home having a debrief with lucky old Ben. And um, he said to me, exactly. And he said to me, you just, you didn't have enough contact. You don't hold them enough. And I said, yeah, but if I held them more, they wouldn't, they would like drop behind me. They would be, and then I was like, ah, because they're not in front of my leg. They yeah. go, like they go when I don't have a proper hold of them in front. Yeah. If I was to have a proper hold, they're actually, they're not properly in front of the leg. So well, it's funny you should say this because I said to you earlier about changing Vince's bit. Yeah. And I, when I got Vince, he was very strong jumping and we went through a succession of bits. And then I ended up in a, in a really strong bit in a, a Tom Thumb. And I was finding on the cross country that I was taking a check to balance her offense and pretty much killing the canter. And we kept picking up these really ridiculous stops uh so i spoke to some people and we we changed him to a waterford snaffle with the grackle and i've been he's been in that for like two years and i've been very very happy with it and then after having a meltdown on the cross country my trainer sharon has been saying for a while i think you should put him back in the pelham yeah because he's running through your hand and when we were training i would kept getting into these really awful deep spots and she was saying, it's because he's just running through your hand constantly. Yeah. He's running himself into this deep spot. He's accelerating into the fence. So the, the stride you thought you had just suddenly disappears. And yeah. I'm panicking, going, I can't see a stride. I can't see a stride. Yeah. Like, no, you can see a stride. It, you're just losing it. Because anyway, I put him in the Pelham. And actually, when you say about, oh, yeah, he was in front of my legs. There's me thinking I've got this super fast, strong horse. The first time I rode him in the Pelham, I was amazed at how much my legs hurt. Yeah. I'd had to use my legs so much because all of a sudden he wasn't running through my hand. Yeah. I didn't have this free and open contact, which is probably what you've had. It's literally exactly had, the same thing. I literally had him there in my hand and all of a sudden I'm going, shit, I've got to put my leg on to get yeah. to this fence. And that was, so it's funny you say that about that. Yeah. So actually my trainer is so lovely and has taken, well, allowed me to go to her yard and ride her horses because oh, wow. said, you need to actually learn how yeah jesus christ i rang her the next day i said well i feel like i've been to the gym i mean yeah yeah it's like well yeah that shows how little that you actually do which yeah quite worrying we've got oh. some good news before we move on the 8th 9th and 10th of november is your horse live i've never been before it's at Stonely. Tickets are still available. Supposedly, it's this amazing shopping extravaganza. It's like halls and halls of shopping. Sounds which, like Ben's worst nightmare. I know. I, I haven't told my, I actually haven't told my husband this bit. I haven't said there's <laughs> loads of shopping. I've only told him the fact that I will be there on the three days as a demo rider for my trainer, Sharon Hunt. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's really great. I've, so, I've sort of told people sort of on my page, on an Instagram and stuff. And I was really nervous about it i'm not now now i'm just looking forward to it um i've done some work with sharon it's going to be a really great session it's going to be like an arena cross-country session and i what i'm looking forward to is the fact that i think when people a lot of people go to these demos they watch very good horses and riders do the demo and you go oh yeah that's really interesting but i couldn't do but that. is it 
is it something I could do? Yeah. Whereas I'd like to think, well, I'm not a brilliant rider. I'm a, I'm a good rider. And I'm an average, but I'm an average rider. So I'm the same as everyone else, basically. So I think that when they watch me, they'll be able to relate more to it and be able to go, actually, I, I could do that exercise. Yeah. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to it now. And yeah, the shopping's going to be amazing. Supposed to be. Like I said, I haven't told my husband. I've just told <laughs> him that I'm there for the demos. That's not why I'm going at all. <laughs> I'm just thinking like how I'm going to sneak the stuff because I know I'm going to buy stuff. How I'm going to sneak the stuff back into the house. I'll just like slowly drip it in. Do you know, that thing where I'm like, is that a new num num? <laughs> no, no, I've had this one for ages. And so if there's anything you want, Katie, give us a shout. I'll see if I can buy it for you there. <laughs> oh, I'm really jealous. Oh. Oh. Anyway, I mean, the horses can't wear anything. They're all too hoppy. So no. I'm going to move on because I'm just too jealous. Okay. So we're going to talk about old-fashioned horsey times, which I don't know why it came into my head. I think I was talking about it with Ben on the way to a show because I think I was saying like when I had my 12-2, I used to jump, I think about 95 on him without any proper fitting tack. His saddle no. was, I think, could have probably been used as like a weapon of torture. He had just the most ramshackle stuff on and like you talk about rug guides he had you know one of those oh, one rug exactly those, those awful like, canvas yeah. rugs. that was it my parents weren't horsey i was 10 and i used to try and like throw this like soaking wet so heavy weren't they heavy. they were so heavy it was so different i never would think oh you know it was say for instance do i have a good canter like is he up to the bridle? Is he in front of the leg? Oh, no. I used to just gallop as fast as I could towards the most ridiculous things. And this little... And no arena. Bless him. No. Who the hell... Who were the hell had an arena? You just rode in the field that you kept your horse in. And, and we, we hacked used to... to shows. So yeah. Like an hour hack. And then... Right there. Do about All day, because you entered everything. <laughs> exactly. Entered and by God, you were getting your money's worth. Yeah. And then you hacked home again. Yes. And like, oh my God, now, if I treated my horses like that, I mean, the bastards wouldn't even jump because they were properly in front of my leg. I know, like, I know. Can you imagine? And it's like, we used to jump. Like I said, we just rode in the corner of the field and we didn't have any jumps. And I remember at one point we had, um, you know, like the old oil drums, the yeah. metal oil drums. We had those. And so basically your two choices were, your two heights of this fence yes. were on, its, on the half, <laughs> on, it, on, it, with it, on its side. Or with it full up yes. on the top. So that was your two choices. So basically it was two foot or I think it's about just over three foot, isn't it? <laughs> so there were your two choices. You jump those. And then if you got bored of jumping those, we used to get house bricks and we used to make it taller with these house bricks. We used to milk and, crates. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we didn't, because poles were quite, you know, they were a, a valuable commodity. They were, we would have less jumps if we used poles. So we didn't bother with shit like ground lines. <laughs> We just used to have a pole on top of these bricks on top of an oil drum and that was it it was and it was just and we just used to gallop around it how we didn't die in this yeah, health no. and safety nightmare that we have now no back protector no a hat my hat i used to have like one of these velvet hats this is how old i am we had these velvet hats and i just had a piece of like elastic that went <laughs> under my chin a bit like knicker elastic that used to hold my hat to be honest with you, if I'd fallen off, it would have done, would have done any good whatsoever. And I remember it used to flap about. Probably. It used to flap about because your elastic used to get a bit longer. And I remember going, I remember going to, I think it was like my 
teacher or trainer or something at the time. I was like, oh, my hat's fallen. And she just tied an extra knot under my chin. So I had two knots under my chin. Uh, it fits now. On you go in a little quilted barber jacket and a headscarf. So, I mean, the things we did. And I remember the, I remember the first Jockey Skull Cups coming out. And they had them big plastic like cups. Chin, yes. Yeah, that's on your chin. Yeah. And they were like huge, these big things. But we all wanted one of these jockey cut skull caps when they came out. But like I said, I, I, don't, I don't think it was until, gosh, I, I must have been a teenager when I, I wore my first bat protector. And yeah. we used to like, you'd go to a hunter trial. There was none of this withdrawing because the gram was bad. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. You just, laughs> you would, didn't give a shit. No. You, you hack there, hammer the horse. And I don't remember my horses ever going lame. No. I genuinely don't remember them going lame. And like, if we didn't hack, if it was too far, you know, if it was probably going to take a, a day to get there, yeah, hire a horse box. And I remember I had like a 12-2 and I remember him being put into a partition with a 14-2 because it was slightly bigger. And they were like, oh, we'll fit them both in there. So they were just wedged in together. <laughs> I imagine doing that now. I know you just just can you you just can't can you it's crazy some of the stuff we used to get up to and I was telling Ben as well like my dream was to buy so this is when I had my 12-2 I wanted a 13-2 and my requirements for buying this 13-2 was that when it approached its fences it leant back and like leapt and did rears so that its clicky boots would click more. Oh, the West Drop boots of joy. We all <laughs> wanted those, didn't we? Those clack, 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 clack. Yeah. What the very fuck were we thinking? <laughs> I don't even think they worked particularly well as overreach boots. It did didn't matter though, because they were so cool. They were so cool. Did you, this is the one, did you buy two sets yes! of two different yes! colours and alternate the petals? Yes! Oh my god! And I had I the PVC that. tendon boots as well. I think I still got a pair of those around. You know, Retro. I'm gonna have a look. If I've got them, I'm gonna put them on the on the peg. <laughs> Probably are actually. They're, most of my stuff's pretty ranged. I remember when I, I mean, I, when I did my first degree, so I was about 18, and I got chance. I got my student loan, and we went to Robinsons. Do you remember Robinsons? Yes, that was like the Robins, the Robinsons yeah, catalog. The best thing ever, was, wasn't it? It was basically porn yes wasn't it it was like we went to robinson's and we got like, this big trolley and i pretty much spent all of my student loan in robinson's and i bought him a matching set of stable bandages a woolen rug and um and this weird tail guard bandage thing that attached to the rug oh, yeah, very much, but it all matched and i bought myself a full set of clarendon event boots oh, yes the I blue yeah the blue boots and I found them not long ago and I looked at them and I thought what the fuck because to be honest with you if you look at what modern things got now you got all oh, these fiberglass strike pads you got this and air cooling to keep the tendons cool because you don't want your tendons getting hot these are just basically leather and sheepskin weren't they so they <laughs> heated the legs up and they didn't particularly protect against anything either. It retained <laughs> so much water. When you went through water, oh my God. you're like, oh no, God. That's <laughs> like, like really hard work. Like dragging breeze blocks <laughs> on its legs. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? Honestly, I loved these boots so much. And they had the elastic over the top. I've still got mine. Don't ever throw them away. I think I burnt mine. I was just like, um, but they must have been 
well, I know exactly how old they were, actually. They were <laughs> 25 years old. Um, so I just remember being so proud and pleased yeah. with these boots when I got them. I was like, oh my God, I've got a full set of Clarendon boots. I probably had the tendon boots as well um, with my clacky oh my west God. drop over each boot. Those boots. Like, so yeah, this, this pony, all it had to do was, it was the most ridiculous, it had to lean back and make its boots click like crazy. Yep. It had to take a step back. Have you ever known a horse that's done this? No. And I opened the stable door. And that was, no. I think, largely brought about because my 12-2 was the bargest little <laughs> yeah. bastard ever. And I used to open yeah. it for an inch and it used to just gallop on top of me. Yeah, yeah. I had got in my head, oh, yeah, my 13-2 wouldn't do that. And I wanted it to wear a bubble gag because why would you? <gasps> That makes those when ever it didn't but it always makes me laugh actually because people go oh back in the old days you are you only ever rode a horse in an egg snaffle or a pelham and i'm like nah nah you guys are forgetting when those bubble gags came oh. over from germany and every horse every horse had them in that. didn't they yeah. all absolutely that. it's funny because now you know like i have this thing with martingales like i hate them um mm. i have a thing with bubble gags for, for yeah. no apparent reason I absolutely despise them but Belinda goes the best in one yeah. and it literally hurts my teeth that I have to go to shows and she wears one and I'm like oh, you inconsiderate <laughs> witch like could, could you not get like one of these very expensive ones which is basically a bubble gag just expensive maybe like a butterfly flip might work I don't know she's so temperamental in the mouth she's um she's a ballet oh. derouet and they're always fussy in the mouth and like so when you find something that works for her it seems slightly ridiculous to, to adjust from it yeah but no 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 I hear you I'm raging with it but then yeah at the time oh my god if it was in a bubble gag like what more did oh, you want in life absolutely <laughs> I had one of mine in a bubble gag for a while I'm not gonna lie and I remember getting bawled out by, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember his name now. It might come back to me in a minute. I, I went for a show jumping lesson. I got bawled out by him for wearing this, using this bubble gag. I mean, everyone, everyone was using them. And basically he just said to me, there are German bits and Germans use them because their hands are so still. He says, I've never seen an English rider who can keep their hands still enough to warrant being able to use a bubble gag. And I'm sat there going, he's basically just telling me my hands are shit. <laughs> to be fair, though, when I went back up, the horse was then in a Kimblewick. You don't see those very often anymore, do you? So I put him in a Kimblewick. So basically, but we, none of us had a clue either what no. bubble gags did, did we? We were like, no. what's the action? Because nowadays, nowadays, if you showed somebody a bit, they could tell you what the action of that bit is and what sort of horse it would suit and what sort of pro problem it would solve. We didn't have a clue. We were just no. like, Everyone's wearing them. Does I'm it look cool? Yes. With my West Drop boots? Absolutely. Does my pony need it? Yes, it does. <laughs> now it does, obviously. Do you remember as well the old um, string vest, sweat oh, rugs? Oh, yes. And you would put straw underneath. Yeah, when you thatch wearing. them. Because yeah. people just used to put those string vests on. Because you'd see racehorses doing that, didn't you? The racehorse. And then they'd chuck these string vests on. And you'd think, how is that actually even drying a horse? It, well, it didn't do any good, did it? And then, and then the people said, oh, no, no, you have to put the straw underneath, you have to put the rug on over the top, yada, yada. But again, none of that really worked either, did it? No. Well, actually, thatching did. Thatching does work, but it's a to total ball ache. And it must have been so itchy for the horse. Oh, I I'm bet they fucking it. hated us. They were like, well, I'm quite happy here, just sweating. <laughs> just, and then you started ramming this straw in next to my coat, making me itchy AF. And it's like, 
do you just so, have to think now like if i did some of those things with my horses they would literally kick me in the face they'd just be like you <laughs> off with your, I know. Sport, your fucking rabsy nesper rug you can just jump. i know i know you look like bloody look like you should have a calistella with one of them rugs <laughs> but yeah i'm feeding as well i because i'm considerably old i remember when coarse mixes first came out if you will so everyone fed straight up until that point and i i am young enough that pony nuts were around <laughs> i'm pleased to say and then they invented these coarse mixes which is basically muesli for horses and we all bit like a bubble gag we all just <laughs> went absolutely crazy for it we were like yeah these coarse mixes and they were all these established feeds and stuff because before that you had to work it all out yourself you had to have your bran and your chaff and your oats and you worked it all out i mean i didn't i was too young to work it all out it was all done for me but yeah so nowadays if you walk into a food store feed oh. store and you look at the range of feeds that there are for every possible is your horse it's pretty much you know in those days it was is your work horse working hard or is it not working hard and they were your two choices of food nowadays it's like is your horse slightly temperamental perhaps with sore feet is it green <laughs> you know there's literally every sort of well, and it's I, like it's crazy my 12-2 was um really really laminitic but he oh, okay. was also quite a poor doer Ooh. and now obviously there would be a feed for that 100 percent, 100 percent, or a feed balancer at least but at the time we were like well he's skinny so we just fed him bucketfuls yeah. of feed because i was 10 and i was in sole charge of a living yeah. animal which probably in hindsight wasn't the best idea and um, so i was like well he's skinny so i used to buy him like so much feed and supplements and he mm. would get two bucketfuls a day oh my god yeah this little laminitic pony who surprise surprise got laminitis <laughs> oh my god i know and like now you, you i look back and i think what that no. bloody pony endured with me I bet, to be fair though he was probably quite enjoying eating all that food it's like, and I mean, he did need the energy because i worked the hind legs well, yeah you was he was racking to shows and all days on it <laughs> we do i used to ride for about three hours at a time yeah. and like three times a day if you know oh, if you absolutely, yeah. on a saturday you're like well yeah i've ridden but i want to ride again yeah you didn't, you didn't like, even oh. think about it yeah, yeah. so he probably did need all that food they, they were, i'm gonna go and tell mine tomorrow yeah. morning i'm gonna be like you do not know you're born i think i'm gonna saddle mine lame or not <laughs> off i guess yeah we probably rode us. We're going, oh, we don't remember a horse being lame. We probably didn't even know they were lame. We just used to ride them anyway. Oh, fuck it. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Just how it moves. <laughs> don't with his head nodding away as we enter eight classes and then hack it home. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. So God, I love it, haven't you? Has, I think, is that summed up our Oh, my throwback? God, yeah. Very retro, that, wasn't it? Yeah, that Very was retro. retro topic. Send us some pictures, people. Yeah, if anyone's got... Actually, I've got a rug that I was given for Vince, and I put it on him, and I thought, oh, it's really nice, this rug. It's an old master rug, is it? Yeah. And I'd put it on my Twitter ages ago, and loads of people got, oh, my God, I remember having one of those. And it, it turns out it's like an iconic master rug. It was their, their first cooler rug that they ever sort of created. 
And so I'd put it on. I was like, oh, wow. And all these people would go, my God, oh, my God, I had one of these rugs. I didn't know you could still get them. I was like, I don't think you can. I've just been given it. <laughs> so whoever had had it had obviously not used it for a while. Um, but, yeah, it's in beautiful condition. So I will take a picture of Vince in this, in this master rug and I, will, and I will put it up. And I want everyone else to do it too. If you've got a set of West, West Trop overreach <gasps> boots. That's the dream. Because I don't know where my Bring is. out them bad boys. Yeah, we need to so see. We, and if you could possibly a- canter your horse to a fence with them so that we can hear them click just yeah, we can hear that click, that flip click. <laughs> those i tell you something it must have sounded like somebody like if around that time a show jumping walnut you know like them spanish dancers and maracas it must have sounded like some sort of like oh my god like that me lord of the dance <laughs> <laughs> just us lot just clacking around what the fuck is that why, why am i <laughs> making crazy nonsense now if i put those on pancake i don't think he'd move again i think he'd just stand and tremble because <laughs> vince is really noise sensitive to the point where one of his exercise rugs i've had to take a buckle off it because he kept shooting off of me because the bunk buckle kept jingling behind him so he thought he's being chased by freddy krueger or something so if i put a set of those on <laughs> I don't, I'd, I'd be dead no, just... do you know what they'd be in front of our leg <laughs> <laughs> oh my god in front of their own legs <laughs> no in front they'd be on top all sorts of things oh my god i can't even think about that that's actually a bit of a scary thought i can't but we need a picture so please somebody must have some west drop over each boot still or a little video or something we, we need to see them we miss them yeah please let's go back to our youth <laughs> okay so we're now going to move on to tips because we get quite a few messages of people i don't know why they're asking us for tips <laughs> <laughs> no, are you are you sure do you think they've, they've got the wrong podcast <laughs> Maybe they meant to message a more professional one, but anyway. Most definitely. So we d- we thought we'd just do a topic of really, really random tips. So my first one is super random, but honestly, I'm not kidding you. It's changed my life. Okay. So- I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up too much. Oh, did I look a bit excited then? Oh, it's, gonna, it's changed my life. Like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Oh, please. Do you know when you open a bale of haylage? Yeah. And it's really hard, I always think. Like, yes, it is. Okay, so I, I discovered this by accident. If you snap the end of a knife off, just the tip, honestly, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It cuts the bale so easily to the point that I lost the knife that had the end snapped off and I had to try and snap the end off another knife to make... What sort of knife? Just any sort of kitchen knife? Yeah, just a kitchen knife and just... Snap. And you use that bit? You yeah. use the snapped bit? Exactly. Honestly, try it. I am not kidding you. It'll change your I use a saw. I use a saw. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well. So I, don't, I just... Because I, you always lose your Haley's knife, don't you? You always lose it. You ain't going to lose a saw. It's really big. I'm like... <laughs> I like saw. I'm aware that abs that came out of my mouth how random that sounded yes. i use I a mean, saw i'm not gonna lie that was not the response i was expecting no anyway <laughs> i use a saw but it is hard work i hate i hate breaking into haylage it not is a favorite job. now so i think everyone needs to try it it's amazing okay yeah but how do you break the tip off the knife 
Um, I just... stuck it in a lump of wood and bent it back and like wiggled it back and forwards. Right, I'll try that. My top tip. I've got a couple. Yeah, I've got. That's make... not my only one I'm... in my life. Oh, you told me it was going to change my life. I'm like, no, well, it okay. is, but I have other life-changing things. Okay, hoof oil. So there's a very expensive brand of hoof dressing, which is often recommended by farriers. <laughs> very good. Don't want to say its name. Let's say it's called um, Devin Cakin. <laughs> And if you ever look at the ingredients list, basically it's animal fats. Yeah. Which is also lard. Yeah, because my cats... Your dogs go mad for it, yes. don't they? My dogs, it's like crack for them. Yeah. Crack that gives them the raging <laughs> shits. But it's like crack, honestly. Mine, if they get a tub, it's gone. And then they're shited everywhere afterwards. But literally it is, it's lard with um, a bay leaf in it. So... I went to Audi, because I love a bit of Audi, and they do blocks of lard for 39p. And I've had a bit of a play, so you get these two blocks of lard and you heat them up gently till they melt. Also in Audi, you can buy coconut oil for £2.49. So I put half of this jar of coconut oil in. You can add your bay leaf. You let that solidify and you put it in a pot. The pots I use are, you know, like if you buy like a soup from Asda, well, oh, from yeah. any supermarket really you know like there's the soups in the plastic tubs with the yeah. lids on they will take a hot temperature so once it's cooled down a bit you pour it in there let it set it's basically devin cake and, and it's based that's like brush it on it doesn't set yeah. too hard no it doesn't set too hard. if you don't want it to set too hard you can add a bit of vegetable oil or olive oil and that'll make it a little bit softer through the winter, you might want to add a little bit of vegetable oil to yeah. stop that happening. Through the summer, obviously, you've got to be careful, you know, stop it doesn't. It doesn't go rancid. I think it's the coconut oil doesn't make it go rancid or off, so you don't need to keep it in a fridge. I use like it that. so much that it would never get a bloody chance it's, anyway with me. Well, this is the thing. I've got four horses. I put it on all four of the hooves. If I'm buying Bevin Cakin, I have to really think <laughs> about it then. You know, what? I think that's about, it's about £12 a tub. Yeah. And I'll be lucky if I get a month of that no, out of that. Out of the that. Well, the smaller ones. All right, okay. The big ones, the big ones. So about 12 pounds. So these tubs, these bars of lard plus the coconut oil makes about the same amount. So for less than just shy of four pounds. Because man making like feta cheese. So I, I know, I know. Use so much of that stuff. Another little tip for you. If you want it to be black, so if you want it coloured, you can buy, it has to be a food colouring gel. Don't just use the liquid stuff because that yeah. just goes grey. You buy a food colouring gel and you use a tube of that in it and it creates this lovely glossy black hoof oil. Check you You out. actually look really impressed with that. I'm genuinely there. impressed with that. Are you impressed with me? I'm a little bit worried that my tips now are quite random. But anyway, I'm going to go with it. Meh. Okay, um, go, go with it. Okay, so, you know when you wash your bit after you've ridden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay well say if you were to wash it when... <laughs> oh god I despair <laughs> well so for ages I've like tried to hose it and I always soak my bridle so then I started yeah. dumping it in a bucket but I still always like wreck the bridle and then, now I just keep a tea towel next to where I hang my bridles and polish it with a tea towel. 
And I thought, why have I not been doing that for so long? Instead, I'll do like a weird rain dance, trying to yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. tap and yeah. get the bit. And I was like, I don't actually need water. You just need to wipe the bit so it doesn't go crusty. I like that. Yeah, I felt a little bit like, why did I never think of that before? I'll pass that on to <laughs> someone who needs to do that. <laughs> My other tip, go to BNM because I love being in bargains. Who does not? I basically my hobbies are horse riding and buying random shit from being in bargains. 100%. I come home with like bags and bags of stuff. I come home and sometimes I surprise myself. Once I've walked back <laughs> in my house, I go, go to um being in bargains and buy I buy the men's ones, cotton sort of sports socks. Yeah. yeah. So like the white ones, Tarolin. Yeah. Okay. And then these guys will change your absolute life. So you can buy six pairs for about three quid. So you've got 12 of these bad boys. And I use them for tack cleaning. So basically put them inside out. You have your toweling bit. So you can get it wet, squeeze it out, put it on your hand. And then you just run it over your stirrup leathers, over your bridles. It just, you're holding it in your hand instead of like a sponge. Um, And then, so for anything you want clean, you've got like the toweling-y bit. So anything you want to polish, you have the other side. So I use them as well for hot clotting horses. Yeah. So you just put your hand in the toweling bit, squeeze it out, hot cloth your horse with it on. I use like, you know, the duster ones that you put in Yeah. Hand, like the microfiber ones. Oh, uh, these are cheaper. They're probably a bit more expensive. Socks, yeah, they're more expensive. Socks are cheaper. And if you've got like a massive melt, like my horse is, that won't let you put um, fly spray on him, have one of these on your hand. Because they're so cheap, you can just like tip fly spray on them whatever rub it all over the horse they are absolutely brilliant they're absolutely fantastic sports socks for the win okay um my next one is whenever i clip horses i don't put the clippers away for two days um which obviously i get that i'm on my own yard so i can do that but Mm. even if you weren't i wouldn't strip them clean them i don't do anything i leave them Mm. you can guarantee that for two days afterwards, you'll ride your horse and you'll be like, how the hell did I miss a huge patch? And so many times I've taken the clippers all to bits, oiled them, and then I'm like, oh. Do you know know what? I'm stood here going, yeah, yeah, like I know. I'm actually on a ban. I'm not allowed to ever clip my horse um, because I did it not last year, year before, and I made such a fucking state of it. It grew back so patchy. I went to a clinic in the February and this woman went to me, oh, your horse is very unusually marked, isn't it? I went, no, that's just a really shit clip growing out. So I'm not allowed to actually clip my horse anymore. I have to pay someone to come and do it because I I can't do it. I can't do it. I am the opposite because I am so OCD about clipping that if ever someone else has done my horse, I'm like, oh, look, there's a tiny line. I, I'm so obsessive about clipping that I have to do my own horses. Like I'll spend hours going over and over because I can't bear lines. Well, no, I can't either, but I just, I don't understand. How do you, oh, I, I don't want to get into it. I'll get distressed. <laughs> I can't, I can't clip. And anyway, I'm allergic to horses. So it makes, I have to take a steroid if I, if I have to clip. It makes me really ill. So I've got two get out of jail free cards there. No clipping for me. I'll just hand over my cash and let someone else do it. It's so, expensive uh, though. Yeah, it is very expensive. I mean, but I only clip one. I do one, get it. Like, so. Because it's a, it's a shit job and it takes a while. So I do get it. It's worth, you know, the money that they charge. But when you've yeah, got yeah, like yeah. a few. So we had like, say last year we had four getting clipped. And I think they had four clips. 
That's a lot. Yeah, but normally, normally I only have the one clipped and I do, if I'm team chasing solo, I've got a little set of hand clippers and they're the only thing you can clip him with. I'll just take his neck off and belly off. He hasn't got a thick coat. He's a thoroughbred. Vince is the only one that really gets clipped. And normally he'd be on holiday at this time of year. Yeah. He'd do his tacking through, hacking through December. So I'd clip in January and that would see me through. So I'd normally only have one clip. Yes, that's it's only because he's not having a true holiday. So my last one, I have got another one about electrolytes, but we won't do that now. I'll tell you about that another time. But I've got another one for you, which is basically get yourself to B&Q or whatever your local builder's yard is. Because I know we've got some followers in America and Australia. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. My week's been bad enough. Get yourself there. Okay, because basically don't be buying things like buckets and certain brushes and stuff like that from horse shops because you'll pay a fortune get yourself down there black buckets for washing horses and stuff with at the moment i went into travis perkins i think my one is and they were a pound each they have tub truck like things for waters i don't know what you use for your water buckets but they have the large ones in one of them in b&q for four pounds and i think the horse equivalent one was is about between eight and ten so you know that's a significant if you poo pick they do like um a leaf rake a little hand leaf rake and it's really sturdy and strong i don't know if you've got the little rakes you know with the poo scoop yeah and the rake of that is really pathetic and weedy well they do one which is like a really sturdy leaf rake it's also a hammock and buy one of those it's about four or five pound lasts you forever they've also do these brilliant ones which i've got for the kids and when i got them they will actually help me poo pick they're for picking up leaves in the garden and they're like these plastic claw things that mm. scoop them up. They them. Are bri- they're brilliant for poo picking. Absolutely brilliant for poo picking. Or skipping out a, like a shaving stable or something just to pick up droppings and stuff like that. I'll tell you what um, I use. Have you seen the, get the, the builder's gloves? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I use for water buckets. Oh, oh yeah, they're the ones with the wheels and the handle. Yeah, so you don't have to carry they're them. They're really handy. I think they'd be good for hay as well, wouldn't they? Yeah. They'd be good if you don't want to use hay nets in your stable, which you might not want to after you've had an injured horse. What I was thinking, you could you could get the hook handle and then you could um, find some way of attaching it to the wall so the horse couldn't pull it around. Yeah, you could. Uh, because you... we did that, one of ours kept tipping the water bucket over. So we just put a, tied like a bale and twine and put a clip on and then tied yep. a bale and twine thing to the wall of the stable and clipped it to it. And so they, you've got a hay feeder there. I buy, the, I buy the packs of builder's gloves. And that is all I wear in the winter. So all the way through the winter, I wear the thermal builder's gloves. They keep your hands dry. They keep your hands warm. If you buy the right size, you can do up buckles and stuff with them still on. Um, and they're what? two quid a pair i've even bought some in the past that were sort of fluorescent so i could hack out in them they are absolutely brilliant so that's one of my tips which is get yourself to your local builders merchant with your eyes open and i've got actually the brush that i used to scrub out my feed buckets that came from a builders merchant i can't remember what they had it for but it was not it was you know it's absolutely fine for what i want to use it for so i use it for that you know, you can buy yard brooms from there and they're so much cheaper than if you buy them from like a tax shop. So yeah, go to a local builder store, have a walk around with your eyes open and think, what can I use that for? What can I use this for? My and you might find your way. I've got um, a really good toolbox from there and she yeah. that it away shows because mm. it's lockable. She can put all her stuff in and then it's a mounting block as well. Like, cause you can it's just brilliant. 
Um, my my stud kit's in it, one of there, and they, it's got all these lovely little compartments and stuff, yeah. all the different stud, studs and stuff. The other thing as well is my my mountain block is one of their mini step ladders. It costs me 14 quid, something like that, and that's the mountain block. And you can fold it up, stick it on the lorry. It's on my yard. It's so hard wearing. I've got the um, eye one. It's absolutely, yeah. Well, this is it, isn't it? So what would a mountain block cost? Oh, they're super expensive, aren't they? And this one is a really good one in that if you want to set up a dressage arena, you know, the whiteboards. Yeah. Well, have a look. I know certain places do it for square guttering. And that is basically dressage boards um, for a fraction of the price. It is, you know, some people say that if you leave it out in the cold weather, it does get a bit brittle, um, which I find I've never had a problem with it. I've, I've got surely drain of, pipes I used to. I was going to say you leave them outside yeah. if it's a drain pipe. I think if a horse was to stand on it or whatever, I think yeah. it might then. But it, for the price that it is, I think that it's well worth, it, it, as opposed to, you know, buying a proper dressage arena, then it, it's a fraction of the price. I think I did mine all in the whole lot for about 40 quid, something stupid like that. And I think if you were to buy those, it'd be 200 and something, something silly. Yeah. So that's my tip for you. Get yourself down your builder's merchant. And my last one is, it's like a bit of a sensible one, really. But I think having horses really regularly physioed, I think it massively saves on vet's bills. And I know yeah. that other, like, people think I'm really excessive in how much I get them physioed. Mm. Because, I mean, they're physioed as often as they need. At times, it's been every four weeks for, certainly for mini, it used to be. Um, and now we're on probably every 10 weeks, um, which I know is a lot more than most people. But I really think that it stops tiny things turning into big, mm. says she with six lean horses. But, um, well. <laughs> but no, I'm a massive, massive believer. And the amount of times that like my physio has said to me, this horse is starting to do this. I'm not happy about that. And we can look at maybe it's the saddle. Sometimes it's been the eye. Yeah. Physio. Yeah. Um, and I just think it also means that your physio develops a really good rapport with your horse and they will know yeah. everything if you yeah. have a good one. Um, yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, like it drives me mad when people will say, you know, oh yeah, I get the horses back done, but it's by someone who's completely unqualified and they're basically yeah, yeah, absolutely. broking their back. And I'm like, well, it might be a nice massage, but it's not yeah. the same as using a physio who will really be able to look at they're not using that hind leg correctly. And then you can look at, well, why are they not doing that or whatever? So that's yeah. my sensible one. Um, well done. Very sensible. Very sensible. I am a huge believer in regular physio. So we are now going to move on to our questions. And our first question, it like really hit me in the heart, like really hard. Oh and no. Yeah, I know. I think it's been We've been a bit we have been a bit emotional, haven't emotional. we, haven't we, the past. But the past. I just I think it, it really resonated and I'm sure it'll resonate with a lot of people. Um how do you deal with negative thoughts, bullying, feeling inadequate in the horse world? I'm going through a tough time on my yard and I'm worrying about my own ability. I thought I was doing really well and then I had a panic attack. It's a real emotional coaster. And like I I did actually, I spent a bit of time messaging this person. Um, Because, you know, when you just, I've so been there. I have been Mm. at the livery yard where you pull up and you see someone's car and your heart sinks Mm. and you don't want to get out of your car and it's ruining your hobby. And it absolutely sucks and yeah to be honest with you like I got a reputation as a bit of a bitch um mm-hmm. 
because I didn't want to speak to people. No. And I massively had probably an attitude and I had my guard up. But it was just that I was so tired. Yeah. Going on yards and having people make up stuff about me and yeah. And and I just thought, I'm not gonna speak to any of you. And I'm not gonna entertain any of you because then what can you say about me? And if you do say something about me, it's not gonna get back to me because I don't speak to anybody to tell Mm. me what they say. And that's a horrible way to be. And yeah. It's taken me a really long time to not be like that. Yeah. But the damage that was done was 110%. It was done at Livery Yards. Yeah. And so when they I got are... message, I just thought, yeah. yeah. I have seen the best, I think, some lovely behaviour from people in the Livery Yard. But sadly, I've also witnessed probably some of the worst behaviour of humans ever. on a livery yard and I can never get my head around it because surely we all know when we're on particularly the fact that we're all on this livery yard how fucking tough it is with horses and what we're doing with horses and you know one day you cock of the hoop next day you've got a lame horse or whatever and so I never kind of get my head around people that think and I actually wrote about this this week about being positive about people because I never get why people run down I I understand a little bit because we're going to talk about this another podcast I've been raving about this book that I'm reading at the moment and um, we, we are going to touch on this aren't we uh, yeah, on another podcast absolutely. we're going to talk and I never understood why people do it because it's not like it's going to make everything in their life great by running down somebody else yeah it's not like by telling someone else whispering about somebody else being shit at dressage is going to make their dressage scores 110% better it's not like laughing about the fact that someone else got eliminated is going to make sure that you're not eliminated at your next event there is always this element of horses that were in the hands of the gods the hands of the horses if you will so and i I, there's been this wonderful movement actually quite recently i think predominantly in the uk um about stopping bullying in in equestrian sports because it is a real problem yeah and the thing with livery yards i think my take on it is you get a very broad spectrum of people um i think at some point i might write a guide to it because you get the person who's pretty much too terrified to even get on their horse but they don't admit it so they do natural horsemanship or whatever and they judge you get everyone who rides exactly you get the one who's out at a show every weekend they've got the swanky lorry and everyone's going how does she afford it how does she afford to keep doing that and she's got that one of the beans yeah Um, they don't know that you know yeah um you've got the group of teenage girls that i don't know they're all coming up and giggling and playing on their phones and instagramming constantly you know you've got somebody who's got far too many horses and not enough money and they're working every job that god sends you know we've got this huge spectrum of people i was on a livery yard once with this girl who was incredibly wealthy and I really struggled with that because obviously I'm not and she had some she had a beautiful lorry she had beautiful tack everything you know she she didn't want for anything she wanted to go to a lesson she went to a lesson she wanted to go to a show she went to a show and for me I struggled with the jealousy and so I think there is a lot of this I think there's a lot of jealousy um I think that people don't like to think that someone else is doing better than them i kind of think we've got this mixing pot of people who are all shoved together who wouldn't probably normally even acknowledge each other and all of a sudden they're in stables next to each other having to see each other every single day 
for hours at a time sometimes yes. i don't know i just think that that's where your melting pot comes and bullies are bullies they don't yeah. realize they're being bullies they probably just think that they're being honest with you if they're saying it to your face or they're having a laugh if they're saying it behind your back that's that's it's... kind of what i said um because this this person is actually she's got a lot of stuff going on in her personal life as well yeah. Um, that these people know and they're kind of exploiting. And mm. I said to her, the thing is that what you have to remember is we are all feeling the same way. So the girls yeah. at your livery yard who look like they've got their shit together, they haven't. In their no. head, they are absolutely having a meltdown over something. The girls who are actually bullying you, they haven't got their shit together. And the chances are it's because they're like, well, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Why am I not? Yes. Doing yeah. And, and that's hard. And do you know what it is? Like, I don't think I've particularly bullied anybody else at a yard, but I've definitely been jealous of other people at yards. One oh, yeah. That's and what I said about this definitely was... resented their success mm. and resented them yep. as well. And what I actually, funny enough, I just spoke about this with Ben, like yesterday, I think it was, is that on social media, so I don't know if people have probably noticed that I've had an absolute social media break. Complete. Yeah. Could, I couldn't I just couldn't with all no. the stuff going on in my life I just couldn't do that as well and it's because I said to Ben I pick say my friends who are the best mums who I think they're fantastic mm. and then I'll pick my friends who are maybe the best riders and then I'll pick my friends who are like the best wives and then I'll pick my friends who are the best business women and I yeah. want to be every single one of those but I'm yeah. a person and I want to be all of those people so then I'm almost annoyed well it's all right you're really good at that and I'm yeah. not. And it's really, really hard. And so I think that what you have to remember is you are not the only person feeling that, even though you no. feel that you really are. And I have been on that yard and I have felt like I'm the only person feeling that, but you are not. And this person had talked about not being good enough for the horse, not doing justice. Oh, and they don't care. They, I said that to her. I said, they absolutely don't care. And I've seen more horses miserable because they are being mm. pushed beyond their capabilities yeah yeah that is miserable because it's not reaching it's like it's <laughs> no. potential we, we, how many times have we had this conversation we always say this don't we a horse doesn't sit there in its stable going oh, do you know what i wish i could go to badminton next year i i think they, i'm badminton i think i'm badminton potential <laughs> i know they just, i think to be fair i think if vince could he'd probably think that because he probably he thinks he's top dog you know what i mean so i'll give badminton a go yeah but i don't think he goes oh god i can't believe that woman hasn't take, got me to badminton yet he doesn't give a shit no. he does not care what he cares about is being out with his herd and me turning up with a bucket of feed once in a while that's yeah. all he cares about obviously he loves his job don't get me wrong he loves what he's doing do you know what this is something that i have beaten myself up for because i know i've got a very very talented horse and i know that when i first got him there was a lot of whispering behind my back and it, it was almost like I couldn't win. Yeah. So if I did well, because obviously I have le lessons, my trainer has won an Olympic medal. Um, she's won five star. She's this top coach, you know, and she's fantastic. So I was having a lot of lessons with her. I had this great horse. And so if I did well, they'd say, well, of course she's doing well. Yeah. She's got this brilliant horse and she's having all these lessons. So it wasn't because I did well. It was because I had the good horse and, the, and, and all the lessons. Then if I did shit, I still couldn't win. So it was like, you can't even oh, do well with all of that. I can't even do well. She's got yeah. all the, she's having all these lessons. She's doing this. So there are some people in the world that you're never, ever going to please. And do you know what? 
I think it's someone called Hurrah for Gin, she put it, you're not Ikea meatballs, you aren't going to make everybody happy. You've just got to sometimes go, do you know what? It doesn't matter what I do, you are not going to be happy with what I do. So do you know what? Your opinion means jack shit. Because the only people's... I said, if it's not someone that you would go to for advice, yeah, why are you letting their opinions matter? Because they don't. I just don't. I actually wrote something yesterday about something because I realised with my writing, when I started my page, I did it purely because I love to write and had all these ideas bouncing around of what I thought would be interesting, what I thought people would like to read. And I started writing it and obviously people did enjoy it and I'm really pleased that they do enjoy it. And then I sort of got, I, I then got to a stage and I actually was really embarrassed that I wrote this, a message to somebody moaning, saying, I can't believe I do all this writing. No, no, no. And I've got nothing to show for it. I, I've got nothing to show for it. No, 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 no. I've got, there's all these people on social media and they've got this, this and this, and I've got nothing. And actually then I sat down and I go, fucking hell, Carla, what you're doing now is you're writing and you're riding and you're doing everything for likes, not for the love of it. So if you're doing it because you want other people to tell you you're good at it, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. You should be doing it. You should be going to your horse because it makes you feel happy. You should be writing that blog because you enjoy the writing and putting it out there. You should be doing everything because it makes you happy. If you're only doing it because you think it's going to make people like you or because you think it's what people want you to do then it's the wrong reason and it's never going to make you happy so thinking that you're not good enough for your horse that's just not okay because you're always going to be good enough for your horse always yeah so mm-hmm. I just just remember that we are all feeling like that and, yeah and those people who are trying to make you feel really really shit there's a reason and I said to it I said something and Ben said wow that was that was actually quite Don't. deep and meaningful for you oh. that's maybe the first you know, reasonable thing you've ever said in your life. Because I said, if all they're trying to do is sink your shit, they're not steering their own. And oh, like that? I know. I don't know where I fucking That's came amazing. from. Amazing. Never expect anything like this from me again. It will never happen again. But we should get that put on t-shirts, man. <laughs> I love that. Expect merchandise with this on. <laughs> Oh my God, that is a saying and a half. If they're so busy trying to sink your ship, they're not steering their own. Um, <gasps> it was a, That's it was very a profound, Katie. profound moment. It will never you know, that, that, that's got Instagram quote. That has got sunset. <gasps> it's an inspirational uh, scrout. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have just come up with an inspirational scrout and a really good one. Oh my god, we need I'm make, I'm making that as soon as we finish this podcast. <laughs> I am making that. So yeah, I just said to her, you know, and you've just gotta you steer your own ship. Let them worry about your ship and you're worrying about your own. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of all you can do because yeah. it really it is so hard and in no way would I ever want to minimize it because it was no. awful. Oh, I, I know we're laughing and joking awful. and we're saying silly things here you know we're laughing and joking because that's just what we do we aren't making light of anyone being bullied in any way shape or form it is not acceptable it is not you know and we're not saying to this girl i said before if you're not if you're doing it for their appreciation then you're doing it for the wrong reasons i'm not belittling in any way what she's going through because it's disgusting and it's appalling being bullied but what she needs to understand is she can't change their behavior she can only change her reaction to it yeah 
like what you said yeah. she needs to steer her ship so she needs to just stop giving a shit yeah. almost and i think stop giving them the time your horse um i i read a really good quote about being a mum because i am a perfectionist and mm. i worry about everything i worry that i'm not doing the best for everything in my life and I read this really good quote that said, if you are worrying about being a good mum, then you are one. Yeah, that's 100% bad, right, yeah. You wouldn't worry. And yeah. it's the same with a horse owner. If mm. you're worrying about doing the best by your horse, the chances are then you're doing the best by your horse because you give a yeah. shit. Yeah, that's a, you're so right. You are so right with that. So, yeah. We're sending you lots of our thoughts because we've... Both- I know. And, and the DMs and the messages are always open. Yeah. Um, for, for anybody. For anybody. Yeah. And actually, can I just give a quick shout out, actually, because I only been made aware of this tonight. On Instagram, there is a campaign or a movement or a group of girls. I'm, I haven't looked into it because I just had the message this evening. It's hashtag team hapless i believe it is and it's a group of just ordinary riders who support each other it's run by a girl who has a facebook page called the hapless horsewoman so she's created this supportive group for people where they can message each other and they help each other out so i haven't actually i've only been made aware of it this evening and i said i would look at it because they'd like me to sort of be involved and do some stuff with them and i definitely will and maybe this i don't know who this girl is maybe she wants to maybe give them a message drop the message or drop me a message and i'll put them in touch um because i think it's a really great movement and so anyone that wants to anyone that wants to message us or talk to us about it you know we're always always ready to listen to it and we've both dealt with it and sometimes i think just having someone else say do you know what i've been there that's Mm. happened to me it's shit um is sometimes a bit of a help so we're only going to do one more question because that was quite a long one and our next question is is breed specific showing common in the uk how do you feel about breed specific events does a horse's breed matter for its success in jumping, eventing, dressage, whatever else? And how important was your horse's breed in your purchase decision? And that comes from books are a reason. I have done a little bit of breed specific showing. Um, I showed Connemara's for a lady for a while. Um, and I'm possibly going to get back into that a little bit. <gasps> oh, um, dark horse. I know. So yes, we do have breed specific showing. I... I don't really have a great, you know, a big feeling about one way or the other. Um, I think that's, that's fine. It's not something probably that has influenced me hugely one way or another. It's been a way to get some Connemara's out and get some experience. Um, but equally, you know, a mountain world class is fine as well. Um, I think that breed has something to do with success in, you know, in competition, but I'm not, I'm not ever going to be like a bloodline fanatic. Mm. I'm mm. not going to be able to tell you who my horse's great aunt once removed dog was. Because I just think we've talked about this in the past. Like, it's what is standing in front of you. It's yeah. What, it's what is going to stay sound, <laughs> mine aunt. Um, it's what is going to jump for you. It's, it's what you like. And yes, to an extent, breeding like we've bought some really well-bred jumping horses, but actually if anything, I'm probably moving a bit away from that. And I'm finding that I quite like 
maybe quite a well-bred stallion, like a jumping stallion, with maybe something like a more Irish mare, mm. um, which just puts like Vincent. more rideability into them, I think. Mm. I have a few stallions that I really like and that I definitely would look, you know, if, if a horse was bred by them, I'd be like, yeah, well, I yeah. like that stallion. But I think that breeding for the level that I'm at, it's overrated because, yeah, you know, if I was going to jump the Olympics, it would matter more. Yes, you'd be you'd be out looking for something a bit more bred for what you want. I understand yeah. that completely. I completely understand that. Like as it is, what I jump, I yes, I'm probably going to need something with at least probably half. It's half warm blood. And it's mm. come from a jumping line. Yeah, that's probably what I'm going to go for, just because it gives it a better chance. But at the same time, I, I'm not going to care that much. No. I'm just going to look at, well, is it likely to do the job for me? And can it cope with my erratic riding? With me, I'm exactly the same as you. But the thing is, I think I'm worse. I do not know anything about breeding. I'm not particularly up on lines breeding lines there are a couple of lines that i've heard banded around so obviously you know um you know the opposition lines you know obviously they were that they, they were quite fashionable at one point they are, they are still quite now so obviously there's the ones that everyone knows about but i don't go out of my way to seek them you know i did not know for ages how vince was bred um and then people kept asking me all the time because i'm going oh he's so lovely isn't he how's he bred and i kept going oh, i don't know so i have had i have actually had a look at that revised <laughs> had to look it up. and i like really often they go oh when i go oh does that mean something because i don't know um and so but to be fair with how he's bred i would seek out something like his again him again i definitely would um i think that i think your point there that you said about for the level you're at is it important because so many times we're seeing these people who are buying these incredibly well-bred bred for a specific job horses and then getting frustrated when they're not basically riding club all-rounders yeah. and you're like well no they're not bred not. to be riding club all-rounders no they're, yeah. they're bred to be a top class show jumper or a top class dressage horse and now you're expecting it to do x y and z as well yeah. and so yeah there, there is a little bit of that but for me I just think I'm a sucker for a pretty face if they're pretty and I like riding them then they could they could be bred by the milkman's horse for all I care it doesn't bother me at all breeding is great if you're into it and stuff but it doesn't it's not my bag, it's not my bag I think it's got a place but I just think maybe for the level that most of us are at it just yeah. matter like get a horse that tries for you and and I, I do think give it a chance like there's no good probably me buying a highland pony and wanting it to no oh no exactly yeah you know be sensible but equally i might find you know a, an irish draft thoroughbred that isn't bred to children but that will quite happily cope with my shitness and take me around a mm. fox and then 100 yeah. percent, i should buy that rather yeah. than buying a big star horse that is like what in the name of fuck are you doing up there yeah yeah exactly exactly and i think um you know if you're interested in breeding and, and your intention if you've got a mare and your intention is to breed then you are going to give it a little bit more thought for day-to-day riding and stuff don't matter especially if they're gelded makes no odds does it out of the bread yeah. i was on a yard once going back to a livery yard and there was this woman on it gosh she was awful <laughs> and she had this gelding and she always used to go on about how much this gelding was worth 
and I remember one day she did something and I was, I was being nice about it no like she, she was she was quite a bullyish woman you know she was she was doing this right it went really really well and I said oh my god he's it's, it's looking great and she went oh I think I've just added another five thousand pounds to his asking price I went oh is he for sale she went she looked at me and she went unless you're taking out another mortgage dear there's no way you could afford this horse and I was like it, it wasn't even you know what I mean and I was like oh okay and I kind of thought what because that's another thing that people get hung up on isn't it how much their horses were and then she started going on about his bloodlines and she was going he's bred such a such a such a such a way and I was like but he's got his knackers off what difference does it make yeah. what difference does it make how he's bred if he's gelded little story from the from the archives so, so moving on to wanker of the week because let's face it we seem to have encountered a lot of wanker of the weeks <laughs> over our time yeah. And it's yeah. a shame that we weren't on livery yards when we were doing this. We could have nominated Oh, my all. God. Oh, my God, actually. I'll quickly just tell this story really fast. So one of the people that got our Wanker of the Week rosettes said that she was going to take a photo of it. And anyone that annoyed her on the livery yard, she was going to put a picture of the Wanker of that the Week. That is beautiful. Oh that God. is beautiful. She and that is the, what we want. That's the sort of commitment we want from you guys when you get these rosettes. <laughs> We want you to absolutely just spread the joy. Spread the joy. That is beautiful. I love it so much. Um, Love it. So mine is a really strange one this week. Okay, so obviously it's just all been chaotic here. And I get a little bit, um, I struggle a little bit. I get really anxious when things start to go wrong. So I panic then about everything. So um, poor Ben, when he drives the car, suddenly say, oh my God, I'm like, you know, Hyacinth Bouquet. Oh, watch the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm basically like, a, so I'm like oh my God, what's that? And he's like, what? A person just walking on the pavement. Just calm. So anyway, he was driving and I just went, oh my God. And he said, what? And I said, it's a polar bear. And he said, where? And I was in the car, driving the car. And what it actually was, was a woman wearing, is it, is it a hijab where it's like covers their face? Is it, was it everything? Yeah. Oh no, the hijab's just a headscarf. What's the one where it's um, like? Oh, it might be, no. Yeah, do you hijab? Hijab's, like my, I'm my, one of my best friends is a Muslim. This is terrible. Anyway. the one. Oh yeah, it's the whole one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, well, we can call it a veil. It's called a veil. It was white. I've never oh. seen a white one before. No, they're normally black, aren't they? Yeah, and she but had I've glasses seen, yeah. on. And I don't know why, but like, I'm really stressy at the minute. I'm really Yeah, angry. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought it was a polar bear. <laughs> Wearing glasses, <laughs> driving a car. <laughs> <laughs> and my heart oh my God. was, I kid you not, my heart was going crazy. And so I said to Ben, oh, it's okay. It was just a lady. And he said, well, what did you really think it was a polar bear? <laughs> Oh my god, did you really think it's a polar bear driving? For that moment though, sometimes when you do see things like that, and your head it really does freak you out, doesn't it? Yeah, it does Driving a car wearing glasses. Yeah. And no, I've had like, I've had things like that. Completely calm. I said, and I just thought, why is the polar bear wearing glasses? <laughs> Not the fact that it was driving a car. I'm with you on that sort of thing. Yeah, that's the most random one ever. Have we got so, anyone yeah. sent one in? Um, yes. <laughs> Much less random. Um so Hooligan's Legacy sent us. She went to a Carl Hester demo, which, oh my God, I'm so jealous. Oh my God, that, that was brilliant. I know. And she videoed it, which mustn't be allowed. So she got a public telling off from Carl Hester. Oh my 
from Carl Hester <laughs> himself, which she accidentally videoed. <laughs> <laughs> what a ledge! So she now That's has amazing. She's got a video of her being yeah. told off by Carl Hester. <laughs> yeah. Now this isn't up there with the Andrew Nicholson telling off because you know he dances at the other end of the ballroom. So he does, doesn't he? He does. Oh, okay. I did. I, I don't want to make assertions about his no, sexuality. That was openly dances at the other end. Yeah, I, I I suspected it, but you know. So you know, this is very different. There, this is this is oh my goodness, a videoing of being told off by Carl Hester. He seems too nice. I feel. I said, was he stern? No, he was. He was relatively stern. Like he really didn't want to be videoed. I can imagine. I can see him being a bit, a bit forthright, if you will. I think. I think he's sterner than Andrew Nicholson. Oh really? I think Andrew yeah. Nicholson would be stern. I actually have an Andrew Nicholson story as well. I wasn't going to do it, but I'm going to. Uh, shall I quickly just do it? Is it going to make? Is it going to want me to lick him? No. So it's one of our, one of our um, listeners sent me a message and she said, you are, I think she said you are infiltrating every area of my life now. So, <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. One of her friends um, had been to try a horse from Andrew Nicholson and he'd sent her a video saying, this is my job. Like, how incredible is this? That his boss had sent him to try this horse of Andrew Nicholson. And she said, the first thing I thought of wasn't how nice is the horse or how lucky are you? It was just, I bet Carla wishes she could do that. <laughs> do you know? She, number one, she's right, because I do wish I could. <laughs> number two, this is how this could happen. Yeah. This licking. It was a bloody nice horse. So as well. You could ride well. a nice horse and lick Andrew. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. He can't just, he must like take a deposit or something. You can't just turn up and ride it. God, can you imagine? And then he listed it again. Due to time wasters and liquors. <laughs> still for sale due to time waster. And I'd probably end up, because I'd want him to like me. I'd end up like having to, this woman that said before, you'd have to remortgage your house. To buy, I actually probably would remortgage my house to buy this horse of Andrew Nicholson because I want him to be my, well, more than possibly a friend. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i would actually go like with this great plan that this i'm going to get this selfie with andrew nicholson by pretending to buy this horse from him would end up buying the horse i won't be able to ride one side of it because it'd be like an andrew nicholson horse andrew we're talking about the horses because andrew nicholson would be in the arena being stern with me hopefully yeah <gasps> this is a cunning plan if i win the lottery <laughs> if i win the lottery i'm straight down that yard i am straight there and i'm like let me ride your horses and lick, and lick you <laughs> just on his cheek when I, i'm aware oh. that when i say when i lick you that it's it could be anywhere actually, yeah <laughs> there's no way of saying it i just mean like we used to do this thing friendly lick yeah like a dog like a labrador <laughs> like a labrador like when they lick your face because they're pleased to see you that's the kind of thing i'm talking about i'm not it's 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 a, it's a friendly term of endearment I need to move. We need to move on from this now, guys. Every Please. time, I'm like, we have got to move on. <laughs> we can't, though, can we? We can't. It... Anyway, I do feel a little bit better that I've clarified the level of licking. Yes. Labrador. So I'm glad we revisited it briefly, just for that moment. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, wanker of the week. 
it's been a long time since I've done one of these and I genuinely can't remember one and I was saying this to you before wasn't I yeah I must have done something wankerish I did one a bit ago okay regarding my horse box so can we go back in time so it's yeah. not actually re- re- so you know I'm having these issues with my horse box it's actually quite funny the reason I remember this now is because the bloke that came out to look at my horse box that won't start remembered me from a time I went before with my horse box I go quite frequently and I rushed him there I rushed the horse box there I and love that I rushed him there <laughs> I, it's burning, burning the it. like, oh. <laughs> because every time I drove him I was getting a very eggy smell in in the cab and so I googled it and it can be a sign that your battery your alternator is running too fast and it's charging up your battery and you're at risk of your battery exploding okay that's that's serious shit that is right so i rushed vernon there i thought basically there's an eggy smell in my cab and i've googled it and i bet their eyes rolled a little bit oh here we go she's googled it and it means that my alternator is running difficult and my battery's going to explode so they went in and they did all these tests on it and they came away and they said, no, there's nothing. Wrong with and I said, look, there must be something wrong with the alternator because there is a very eggy smell. And then he sat in the driver's seat and then he fiddled around a bit. And then he went and then he just twiddled this thing. He said, is this it? And basically what it was, was it was, you know, the water in your washer. Mm-hmm. Well, my washer sits under my steering wheel and basically it had got so stagnant and disgusting. It stunk of egg. So every time, and basically, because when the engine was warming up the cab, it was basically creating this lovely eggy soup, which was just spreading around the cab. So basically, it was just because I'm a minger, and it had nothing to do with. But I still had to pay for all these tests that they did on this lorry. I thought that you were so, going to say that there was an egg sandwich in the in the cab or something, an old egg sandwich. <laughs> oh my god, that the disgusting state of my lorry—that would not be a surprise. <laughs> Although last year when I finished. I like just dumped, got, took my tack out and I just left everything. And then my husband said, oh, I saw a rat the other day running across like, towards your lorry. Didn't think anything more of it. And then went in and basically the rat wasn't running towards my lorry. The rat and all of his ratty friends had actually moved into my lorry at some stage. And they'd had a wonderful time pulling through the rubbish bin in there. And there was like, yeah, there was like rat crap all over the floor. Mm-hmm. My poor Laurie is kind of having a bit of a rough time. But anyway, I, to be honest with you, mine is a very pathetic attempt because nobody in the world can beat getting told off and video, for being told off for videoing and videoing the telling off from Carl Hester. Yeah. Nobody can beat that. <laughs> or thinking that you saw a polar bear driving a car. Wearing glasses. And be, wearing glasses. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my God, what a bunch of wankers we are. So are we well, giving can... it? Oh, it has to. There can be no other winner than that. Bravo. Rosette Bravo. will be winging its way to you. Well, it's been, I hope you've all enjoyed it because obviously having a break, you know, it's felt good to come back. We will try yeah. to have any more meltdowns, no. lame no. horses, breaks. I think what was nice for me was knowing that people, we've had messages from people just saying, look, I hope you're all right, guys, and stuff like that. And that that for me has been the thing that's made me yeah and i and i just think that's really really nice that people yeah. have missed it so we're not going anywhere guys <laughs> we're staying was that an australian accent i did then I, it wasn't but i don't, I don't. 
God, no more. <laughs> oh, damn, I thought I'd nailed the Australian accent. You know, if we moment. got like a big time sponsor, we could get you some like acting classes or something. We could get you to make an accent. <laughs> I can do that. That, you know the Scottish woman? Have you seen the YouTube video? Disgustang! So this are you saying you can do Scottish? I can say Disgustang. That's Scottish, isn't it? <laughs> Was that Australian? <laughs> oh, Katie's oh, actually got her head in her hands now. I, I just don't even know what to do with your accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh, never mind. Anyway. Hope everyone's enjoyed it. <laughs> well, I hope it was Bye. worth the wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Bye. we will try and see you next time on time. We'll definitely. <laughs> oh, we will definitely. We will definitely be on time. There will be no more of this. Bye, guys. Bye.